Hi, and welcome to Allegedly Fabulous. My name is Kevin Loftus, and I am your host and producer. We talk all about pop culture, politics, true crime, personal stuff, and honestly, just whatever comes up. You know what I mean? But everything is alleged. Do not at me. So let's get into it. Thank you so much for listening. Let's chat. Love you. Welcome back to Allegedly Fabulous. This episode is about dating and it's about conspiracy theories because I have a conspiracy that I want to talk about. Are these men in cahoots? Are they in cahoots? Because I think they are. Let's go. I'm sitting here in my beautiful boucle chair. Um, I'm not wearing anything. I feel skinny in my head, but I'm not actually skinny. Um, Just delusional, but I'm happy. Just ripped out an express whitening strip because I have to get filling in my, like, teeth that show tomorrow. And he was like, get your teeth whitened so that we can match it to the color you want, blah, blah, blah. But speaking of my teeth, I was out on Saturday trying to be glam wearing my usual white t-shirt and jeans. Um, I did have a spray tan the day before and I've been whitening my teeth in advance of this appointment tomorrow. And this random spicy man at gym bar um, was standing beside me and he points, he puts his finger real close to my mouth, points at my teeth and says, where did you get those done? And I said, ah! I was like, babe, that's the only, like, they're real, but nothing else is. But, like, I can't even try to act offended. I was pleased that he thought that my teeth could be fake. That's a compliment. I was pleased that he brightened up my evening with some spice. I was just pleased that somebody was showing a little bit of personality because the rest of these men are in cahoots. I can't take credit for the word cahoots, by the way. Stephanie said it the other day, but it's incredible and I'm fixated with it. So later that evening, this is where it all started. Me and the boys had been saying, let's get out of WeHo. You know, we're always out in WeHo every weekend. It's kind of the same thing. You're up and down that strip of bars. Let's try something else. One of the lads had been pushing for downtown. I love downtown. Some of the other guys were pushing back against it. There's this gay party in Venice Beach called Gay Watch. It happens like once a month. I had never been. I wanted to go before. We were like, let's go. And we found out like an hour before heading out to the bars that it was a costume party. And we were like, oh God, are we still doing this? And then we all were just like, fuck it. Like we'll find, like I tried to find my devil ears. I couldn't find them, but I was like, somebody, I was like, Danny will lend me some, somebody will lend me a Oh, oh! my idea then was I will buy like a pink cowboy hat on the streets of WeHo. So I was like, do you know what? That's fine. And I'm wearing my like cowboy belt anyway with the heart belt buckle. I was like, I could be a love cowboy. Um, Like it's fine. Halloween is long in WeHo. This is like an early Halloween party. I'm going to have so many more opportunities to wear a, co- a proper costume. And I, I, my intuition told me that these people weren't going to appreciate it anyway. So we're out and about having a great time and then we're like, okay, let's go. And 
It's me, Denny, Maddie, and Sam. And we stop at Maddie's house to get like some bits. And then we stop at Denny's house. It's a whole fucking thing, but we're having a laugh. And suddenly I am there in Denny's gorgeous pink cowboy hat. Um, and my orange spray tan and my white t-shirt and my belt buckle looking a bit of a fool, but whatever. And Denny is, um, tits out in a harness and so is Maddie. Maddie is full on Britney Spears womanizer. He's got a black leather jacket, black leather cap. Um, he's got a harness that is backwards, um, but we figured it out and we turned it around. He's looking drop-dead gorgeous. They're both looking drop-dead gorgeous, absolutely kidding it, in the harness and Samantha um came as a girl dressed as a girl and she was killing it too because she's dropped it gorgeous so we were all looking great and ready to have just like a fun night and we show up at at gay watch and now mind you if you're not living in the la area i know about half of my 15 listeners are not in the la area gay watch is on the west side the west side is a bit more she she it's a bit more fancy it's a bit more jockey it's a bit more finance bro-y um, so that was our first warning. But anyway, we're in the line, um, which is very short. We're there very early, which was so funny because it was such a scramble. But I had my half edible in, so time was moving extremely slowly for me. So I felt like it was 3 a.m., but I was still happy. We're in the line. Who appears behind me in the line but Kate Hudson, Britney Spears' manager, who I've bumped into a couple times now. But he was super closed off and he didn't want to say hi to me the last time. And this time he actually said... I like your hat, but I think it was to Maddie, not me, because Maddie is really gorgeous. I mean, him and Maddie talked for a second, and Maddie didn't even care, and I was like, you do know that's Britney Spears' manager, and Maddie's a big Britney Spears fan, he just didn't care. Whatever, good for him. I was kind of freaking out. Funnily enough, the following day, we were at brunch, and Britney's former manager, Larry Rudolph, showed up at brunch. Are these men in cahoots? Am I being tracked? What's going on? I didn't approach either of them, by the way. I'm learning from my Jeff Lewis scandal. So we get into the bar and there's like nobody really there, but then people start to come and then it's like, oh, nobody's in costume. Guys, it was the scene from Legally Blonde where Selma Blair tells Reese Witherspoon we're having a costume party for Halloween you should come and she shows up in a Playboy Bunny costume and everyone else is wearing librarian outfits just their regular clothes and they look like librarians we looked like the entertainment we looked like the freaks that the freaks that made their way over from the east side and everyone there was it was giving business casual it was giving networking event they were standing in little circles now in fairness they were all very handsome looked successful looked like money smelt like money um but not one of them was having any crack and i just think that they were in cahoots or i just want to put that question out there it's a question were they in cahoots and what is the conspiracy and what are they trying to do i just felt like there was a lot of self-hatred going on and i know i'm going from i'm taking one point of information and i'm going over here 10 steps over the river and over the bridge but it was weird guys you do you guys all do realize you are gay and you're at a gay party shake your tatas shake your ass the pussycat dolls are playing like live a little they were so fucking dry and they were avoiding eye contact with most of us at all costs 
So Maddie knew a bunch of guys there because Maddie's just well known. He's lived in LA a long time. And he was chatting to one of his friends and you know, I was happy out, even though I was like, you guys are all losers. And I don't mean that in like a, again, I said they're all good looking, whatever, but like you're losers for not having fun and just like, this is a night out, like just have fun, don't be a loser. Sorry, it's the truth. So Maddie is talking to his friend and Denny's talking to him and maybe someone else's as well. And me and Sam are just like taking pictures. And like, to be honest, I could see people looking at me and thinking, oh my God, this loser is taking photos, but like, I just didn't care. And then we kind of stop and we look over and Denny's like, Denny says to Maddie's friend, oh, this is um, my friend Kevin and my friend Sam. And the man, I say hi, I shake his hand. The man looks at us slowly, looks away. I don't think he even said anything. I don't think I ever heard him say, Hi, my name's Jim. How's your night going? Just that. And then you can ignore me after that. It's like rudeness. It was like everyone there, nobody was interested in me romantically. They thought I was a freak. Which is so fine. But like, can't you just have a laugh with someone? That's really all that I want. Like, anyway. They were in cahoots. I could keep going. Like, the other guys came later. There was a costume contest. Frankie got up on the stage, did us proud. We had a lot of fun, but it was very much self-contained in our group fun because there were very few other people even wearing costumes and everyone was just too cool for school. And I tried to wingman for one of my friends and like struck up a conversation with these random guys and it lasted about 20 seconds because then they just started ignoring me, which again, fair enough. And maybe I look crazy. Maybe you can tell that I've taken, what, a quarter edible? Actually, I'm not even going to put that out there because that's not true. But I just think it's rude and it's sad for you. I left, honestly, being, like, sad for you and also, like, happy for me because I am, like, truly living and truly being myself. And not everyone gets to experience that, even these, like, gorgeous gays that are living in L.A. And I'm not saying they're all unhappy, I obviously don't know their stories, but it just wasn't giving. It wasn't giving. And I think they may have been in cahoots. So then the next morning we're all catching up and I won't say who this is about, even though I don't think that he would care. But one of my friends always gets attention on nights out, right? He's a great looking guy. And he always ends up like flirting with somebody, kissing somebody, whatever. But he has a hard time, like, turning that into, like, a handful of dates, which is so normal. But it's just, the the answers he's getting now are getting weird. He sends these screenshots into the group. And I'm like, why are these people all saying this? Are they in cahoots? So last week he meets someone and they hit it off and they're texting and he says like, hey, do you want to hang out? And the guy says, sure. And then my friend is like, okay, cool. Like, how were you, like, what days are you free? I have something on this day, this day, and this day, but I'm open this day and this day. And he, he says basically, and I couldn't find the screenshot, but he basically says, I... Like, I'm just free when I'm free. 
and if you're free it'd be cool to see you but I'm like not into like making plans right now and like I have no time for anyone so I would have left the conversation a year ago a year prior to this instance but my friend basically railed into him and was like what the fuck are you talking about you stupid bitch like you're not going to see me unless you plan to see me paraphrasing Um, and it was a whole thing and we were all chatting about it this week the exact same thing happened so there's there's just no way that these young men are not coordinating this because listen to what the next one said he said my friend says you are gorgeous the guy says thanks babe you're beautiful too my friend says thank you can I see you this week the guy says, I have a crazy busy schedule, but I would be open to running into each other again in the near future. Smiley face. Like, what are we supposed to do with that? What are we supposed to do with that? Get it together. She's like, no, I actually didn't feel that strong of a connection with you. Or yes, when are you available? Those are the only two answers that I ever want to hear if I ever bother to ask anyone out. But this new this new approach that you all are taking, it's unacceptable. Just knock it off. We're on to you. Speaking of, I had a date myself yesterday. And I mean I don't know where to start. Said I would meet this this man from Tinder. Absolutely dropped it, gorgeous looking man. M- military, Air Force, um, mid thirties, six foot whatever. Um, beautiful black skin, like. But I was like, it's it's weird that this guy is single. Like usually somebody with that would just not be single. So I was like, that's red flag number one. Um. So we said we would meet up on Sunday and he I had like texted him the last thing I texted him was like okay great smiley face on like Friday and he hadn't texted me on Saturday or anything to make a plan so I wrote him on Sunday morning and I said hey do you still want to hang out today and he said yes I do and he said like I'm at the gym now can I text you later and I was like sure and then he texted me like an hour later and he was like um, hey, like, I'm just doing laundry, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, like, what does your, like, what are you up to, and I was like, I'm heading to breakfast or brunch right now with my friends, like, what time do you want to hang out, or like, it's no worries if it doesn't suit you, I'm like, I don't care that you're doing laundry, sir, is what I'm trying to say to you, like, that's irrelevant to me, what I need now is a time and a place, so that's like it's just a complaint number one like I should have actually not even done this I know it's just like I know what's right and I, I just know that this is going to be weird already um, so he sets a time and a place and he says what he wants to do which is go grab a drink he's like it's a lovely day and I'm like great it's a 4.30 date this is perfect I have time to go with my friends for lunch, catch up, do like an hour of work, go meet him, a nice Sunday activity, like golden. But like, you should have told me what time you wanted to meet up yesterday because then I just started doing my own thing. I started meeting my friends, whatever, like, I'm not gonna wait. Anyway, so that's a trigger for me. 
Like, I think if you're interested in someone, you just make a plan. That's all. If you have to cancel, if you change the plan, it's not a big deal. But, like, I'm not the, I'm not the one to be sitting around waiting for you to, to decide what time on Sunday you want to meet me. Like, I just went about my day. But it worked out anyway. So, and then he's like, oh, you've been here longer. Can you suggest a place? Or I suggest a couple places. And he picks one, which is my favorite restaurant, Spartina, which I kind of didn't want him to pick it because... I don't want to bring I don't want to bring dates there um, and I'm never going to suggest it to anyone again if I ever go on a date again so then I go to the Abbey with the guys and I didn't have a drink or anything but I was having fun and I was like do you know what I was just going to ask him if he wants to come to the Abbey and meet the guys but I already know he's a stickler and he's not going to he's like a military person he's probably going to hate me he's definitely not going to come meet all my friends but I was just like to be honest, that's what I need. I need someone to be like, yeah, LOL, and then like rip the shit out of me and like be able to handle my friends. Do you know what I mean? I'm a girl's girl. So I said it to him and he was like, oh, like I'd rather not. And I was like, totally fine. And I said it to him in a very not no pressure, like not dramatic way because obviously it's a weird thing to ask someone who you've never met before. And I didn't really give him a red mark for that, but like I am giving him a red mark for that at the same time because it, it all just comes together at the end. So I go to meet him. I was actually on time and I was there before him, like a minute before him, but only because he couldn't find the entrance, but whatever. That was important for me because I never am. And I was kind of afraid of him because he's military and I feel like they're good with time and stuff. So we sit down. I'm like kind of... First, I'm like, okay, he's like... I don't know I'm just like this just seems like maybe not the vibe he was like speaking very slowly and thoughtfully and every answer to a question was you know had like one or two parts and it was a full um consideration of what he might want to say and I'm like babe like hurry the the fuck up like I'm just, I know, I'm just sitting here and like, try not to interrupt you and I don't know, but I got progressively more drunk and like we did have fun and honestly, then I started to really connect with him and I don't know if it was the drink or if he's a great person or not, I, I'll reserve like my full judgment for now, but I was like, actually, actually he, he has great things about him he's fun, whatever, we just, it was his communication style to me was a bit, um, just not what I'm used to, it's probably an Irish thing and a gay thing, I don't know, I'm used to people who are like quicker and more animated and he was more, he seemed very refined and I kind of wanted to like, it. that makes me want to like be more spicy because I'm like, come on, show me your little spice. And he did. And we had a laugh and things were going great. And I was like, actually, this is someone I would like to spend time with again. And I ended up letting him come back here, which I shouldn't have done, but I was quite drunk. And I wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to like do anything, but like, I was like happy for him to come back. And I made him like a nightcap and like, we kissed, that's it. But we're kissing and we're chatting. And I think I might've put on a show. I actually was drunk out of my mind. And I sent a big long voice note about this into the group and I should have listened to it today because I, I don't even really remember what happened 
all I know is that, oh yeah, okay, so I had actually, um, seen this guy before in beaches in WeHo, um, with a beautiful looking Italian man who kind of was more like my frame and stuff, and this guy's like taller or whatever, so I didn't, like, and we had already matched at that point, but I didn't say anything to him because, um, like, he was clearly with someone. Like, I think they were holding each other's hands and stuff, walking through beaches. So, obviously, I didn't say anything to him, but we're talking here on the couch, and I'm more comfortable. I'm more comfortable now, and we have broken the ice a bit, and I say to him, and I'm being, like, fully myself now, and I think he's appreciating me, and I'm enjoying him, whatever. And I say to him, like, I think I saw you um a couple months ago like in WeHo and he was like he just started right away he was like no you do not you do not see me and I was like I think I was like I think I did and I wasn't like raising my voice or anything he was but he was like very stern with me he was like bro like you didn't see me and I was like I think I did I think I saw you with like you know a really good looking like white white guy um and that's why I didn't say anything to you because you were with someone and he was like that wasn't me I'm not repeating it word for word because I don't remember I just remember the feeling he was like very much like that was not you did not see me and then when I said it was beaches he was like oh okay I love beaches you probably did see me there and actually it must have been this Italian guy that I was dating and he kind of got a bit quiet but then I was like okay you, you made me feel a bit weird there it was like you gassed at me I don't know what I said but I did tell him like that was weird that you reacted like that like you kind of hurt my feelings a bit now that I say this story it sounds so crazy and it sounds like he didn't do anything crazy at all but I'm just telling you this it triggered him so much that I had seen him with this guy I don't know if he's still into the guy that ended badly it sounded like it might have he was very much like oh me and him are not a thing anymore it's like it's like not a thing you don't need to like make a thing out of it and I was like I sir I didn't make anything about it you're making a thing about it you're making a massive thing about it all I'm saying it wasn't a complaint it wasn't a you should have said hi to me it wasn't anything it was just I think that I saw you I thought you were really good looking you were with this person that was it all you needed to be like oh that's so funny that you saw me that's all you had to say that was it um so that like freaks me the fuck out and also at this point I think he was getting a little bit annoyed with my antics as well um, he ended up leaving shortly after he sent me a nice message when he got home and I was just like glad you got home safe um, I don't know guys woman's intuition I just don't think I think he could be in cahoots as well I think he could be in cahoots as well um, but like I'm going to be 31 next week I have no money and no prospects and I'm a burden to society to be honest um so we'll see but I'm glad that I'm feeling more open to even hanging out with someone um but those are my first impressions and if I marry this man nobody ever tell him about this podcast thanking you this is a sacred this is a sacred circle maybe we're the ones that are in cahoots you know and with that, my loves, I will leave you. I'm going to try and upload this right now really quickly. And 
Um, there is pop culture stuff I've been wanting to cover, but I'm just kind of overwhelmed with everything going on, so I haven't gotten into it, but, um, Jada Pinkett Smith is a weirdo, that is, I'm pretty sure everyone's gonna agree with me there, I just don't like the pretentiousness at which she's, the level at which she speaks, I think is very pretentious, I've always hated Red Table Talk, I also think that she doesn't, I just think when you're in a life partnership, husband and wife thing husband and husband whatever it is or you have a close friend I'm just ride or die for the people around me it doesn't mean that I won't be honest about what's going on but there's a way to speak about things that kind of holds up the people that you love around you with a lot of respect and all I see from her is weird weird statements that sound almost fake but I'm not even questioning whether they're real or not that's like irrelevant um I'm just like, why are you painting your husband out to be such a P-U-S-S-Y? Like, that is weird to me. Why do you, like, despise him so much? That's that's kind of what it's giving. Um, so that's that. I'm obsessed with the Beckham documentary. The um, production level is insane. The storytelling is insane. There's so much I didn't know about David. Um, it's really eye-opening and highly highly recommend it's like the best thing i've watched in a long time the new trailer for real houses of beverly hills came out um it looks great i'm excited for that but next week is britney spears week i went to palm springs on saturday so excited but then on monday my birthday i'll be 31 years old and me and the boys are going to see crossroads the movie at amc century city um please nobody show up with a gun and shoot me Nobody from the Kahoot. Um, all love to the Kahoot. I didn't mean any harm. This is all alleged. This is all in jest. Um, just things I've heard. And yeah, so next week is Britney Week because Crossroads is coming back into theaters for a limited run of like two nights, which is so fun. And her book, The Woman in Me, is coming out the next day, October 24th. She always drops stuff on my birthday. I think Baby One More Time came out on my birthday. Um, yeah, so the day after my birthday, the book is coming out. The, um, she's reading the foreword. And then Michelle Williams of Dawson's Creek, not of Destiny's Child. Uh, I know, I got confused too. Michelle Williams is reading the actual full book. So it's going to be incredible. I have a copy, a hard copy coming. I think I'll get the audiobook too, because let's be real, Julia Fox's biography is sitting on this coffee table beside me, and I'm probably never even going to open it. Um, so I do need the audio one as well. But it's going to be a great, great week. I have two pitches tomorrow for work I'm excited about. So with that, I am going to love you and leave you. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Um, send it to a friend, Han, or just like, I don't know. Love you so much, and I really appreciate being in this cahoot with you. Okay, love you guys so much. Bye. <laughs>